0: You're listening to SM Media The number one place for exclusive Scottish football content Hi folks and welcome to the latest episode of the SM Media Scottish Football Show. I'm Scott McPike, it's an absolute pleasure to be your host on the show as always. We are delighted to be joined by, welcome back to the show, Lewis Walker. Lewis, been a while since we're on, how you been?
1: Hi Scott, no, I'm looking forward to it. It's been been a long time as you say and um, I've been good. Uh, Obviously a lot of things going on, a lot of change for myself. Uh, Got myself a I job want for the the Telegraph, now, what uh, covering Morton. So no, nah, I'm glad to be back on the show. Thanks for having me.
0: No, that's an absolute pleasure, and we'll get your thoughts on Morton and later on in the show a big one for them during the week. And we are delighted to be joined by. Welcome back to the show, Regan Stevenson. Regan, welcome to the show. It's a pleasure to have you on.
2: Uh, thank you for having me again, Scott. It's good to be back on, and it's been great to see the Scottish football, the Scottish football back up and running. It.
0: Yeah, absolutely delighted to have it back. And as always in the Scottish Football Show, we have plenty to talk about. We are gonna start by talking about we're recording this on Sunday night. It's been a busy weekend. There's been a lot of action across the four leagues, but there's been a lot going on today. We will start at Tannadise. Where else to start this weekend? Dundee United now, Celtic nine now. We can talk all we want about how dominant Celtic were, and Regan, I'll get your thoughts on this. Obviously, a massive win for Celtic, but one of the scorelines that we're, we very rarely talk about in Scottish football was a record result for Celtic, a record away win. Celtic were just absolutely dominant. Like the passing, the movement, the goals. I mean, Kiego and Abada with with a hat trick as oh, well, Juranovic, they're just so clinical. Regan, that must have been impressive.
2: I, uh, Scott, was absolutely brilliant. I thought Celtic were absolutely brilliant. I mean, if you look at Kyogo's second goal they scored, it was just amazing. It was just amazing. Yeah. R- really, I just thought the play that Andrews uh, brought into the squad is amazing. Um, I th- I thought Dunderey started well with a wee chance with Stephen Fletcher, but then
0: yeah.
2: see as soon as Celtic got into their, uh, mo- their mojo and they started playing well, then I thought they just took the the, 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 they took Dundee United to the storm did of, you would say because I thought it was a damning day for Jack Ross as well uh, Scott
0: yeah I think we'll get on to Jack Ross in a few minutes but Lewis we we can talk all we want a bit the United obviously their confidence you can see is just an all time low but you look at Celtic you look at them just the them as we spoke just the first goal in particular the first goal just for me is just how clinical Celtic can be that pass from bad, I don't think you'll see a better pass all weekend Jota and Kyogo know where each other will be. Jota knows yep. where he's putting that ball, and Kyogo has. I've spoken this so many times in the past couple of years about his movement, where he, he knows where the goal is. He knows the right positions to be in. You can just look at all the goals Celtic scored today, and they're just so. It's just so in unison, and it's just that. This I know we talk about this we never stop thing, but you can see that. You can see it's just get as much, get as many goals as possible. Get as just. Go for the jugular, and that is what Celtic did all game, and it's just such a, it was so impressive. I was so impressed with just the whole game for Celtic to be honest.
1: No, definitely, Scott, I agree. Um, it was just Celtic, a clinical, ruthless, best, wasn't it? I watched. The majority of the first half uh, first goal like you mentioned was Freina's such a, a good ball for ladder and I just shot on the, the Kyogo line cuts a great ball across and touch, and just sets He's so still finished the second finish as well is just, 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 a, yeah. it was just a different level and you, you, can see, that. Like, he, aye, you can see as well with him like, obviously had the injury and stuff last season but when Celtic have got him at the top end of the pitch firing it's, I mean there's I call that for Rangers, but there's obviously no there's not a better goal scorer in the in the country. Um and like you mentioned Abada as well. Like Abada has like he you can see him maybe definitely the first few games of the season, like Maida's been playing ahead of him and Abada's kind of been in out the team, but it's just shows like the squad depth at Celtic as well. They like so Abada can come in and come up with a hat trick. Yeah, obviously you can talk about how poor Dundee United were. And obviously, you should never be losing that amount of goals in a top flight game to any side, but but Celtic are absolutely frightening. And as I mentioned, Kyoga as well, him. And then you've got, like, like so Jack and Marcus. he wasn't even involved, I think he missed him through illness or something. Um, such different players, but just both offer so many goals. And it's, it's just going to be so difficult for any team to keep Celtic uh, <coughs> out there. And then you'll do well to keep a clean sheet against that uh, front line, that's for sure.
0: The one thing that sticks out to me about Celtic, and we've spoke about it many times in the show, is that you kind of know what their bet, what their eleven's going to be most weeks. Like you, we talk a lot about squad depth. You can see, I think O'Reilly at uh, today was was absolutely tremendous. He was just everywhere. He was popping up everywhere. Hatate, who I've, can have kind of been hot and cold on, I think he was. He showed today. I think he was unlucky not to get a goal himself. I think the goalkeeper could have saved it from a saved him from a goal. But there's just so much depth in that Celtic squad, and you look at the. I mean, you're nine nil up and. Your your defenders are getting in, in the act as well. Regan, that's that's a t- that's a tough one because I don't want to kind of say that Celtic it's going to be tough for them to kind of balance Champions League and the, the league and things like that. But you look at that squad and you look at the difference in it in a year. What what do you kind of do with that? Because you've got league games coming up every week. You've got the Champions League. We'll touch in the Champions League yeah. later on when we talk about the kind of groups and things like that. But. Do you think that's going to be a different thing for Celtic, how they balance the squad depth and things like that? Or do you think there's, there's a routine that Ange has got in mind of how he wants to kind of set up? Because in my mind, in the, the Champions League, you play your best players in the league. Celtic can afford to maybe make three or four changes. Same with yeah. Rangers. How, you get, how do you balance that? Is that going to be something different for Posta coglo to work out?
2: I think it's a, it's a difficult one, Scott, because like uh, uh, we're talking about there, I think he's always... Celtic never stop. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be, I think it'll be difficult for them to uh, play at the same intensity when they've got two games per week. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think especially when they've got a uh, Champions League. It'll be, it'll be interesting to see. But I suppose the interesting thing for Ange is that he said after the game he's looking to bring in uh, uh, two players before mm-hmm. the deadline. So I, yeah. I, so I think he's looking for a striker and possibly another central midfielder to, just to try and beef up that squad because I th- think people like Mikey Johnson and McCarthy might uh, go out the door and you might see Ange try and bring in uh, Moy in more often for the Scottish Premiership and play real in the Champions League games mm-hmm. something like that because the intensity of the play is so so high and I, I think Ange want to retain this title especially with the uh, the the automatic um qualification for Champions League because we've seen how difficult it was for Rangers to get through those two group stage ones. So angel wanted not so much uh prioritise Champions League, they want to make his mark in, make his mark in there as well.
0: Lewis, we talk about how good Celtic were, but we need to turn that around and talk about just how poor the United were. I mean We are talking three weeks ago about them beating AZ Altmar and looking terrific. And you look at that squad of players and I'm just going to run through some of the players they've got in their team. Stephen Fletcher, Tony Watt, Dylan Leavitt, Ian Harks, Ryan Edwards, Nicky Clark, Craig Sibold, Jamie McGrath. There's so many players in that team. That is a decent squad. That is a decent team. That is Glenn Middleton. We haven't even mentioned him. That is a team that are no way nine goals worse off than any team in that league. I don't care how good Celtic played. Something is badly wrong in terms of confidence. And in my opinion, I don't want to single out Jack Ross, but I think the buck stops the manager because you look at the post-match press co- press conference, Jack Ross is, to me, just, he doesn't have that big club mentality. And the United are a big club. They've got mm. history and as a big club. That, to me, you do not lose 9-0 and recover from it, in my opinion, especially at a club like that.
1: No, um, you're spot on, haven't you said Scott. Scott? Um, I think, Ross, the comments he's made, and I think, obviously, the players are absolutely short of confidence, and I, I just don't think they've learned from that. He's, Ed, a 7-0 drumming, obviously, it's one of the, probably the worst experiences you can you can face as a football player, but you learn through nights like that. And yeah, exactly. It doesn't, it doesn't look like it has happened. And the results have shown it. They've not. They're yet to win again. The only team in the league that haven't. Uh, you can't even lose and then go stem day in your in your domestic league. That's that's just big problems there. And it does come down to Jack Ross. And I don't want it. I don't like criticizing managers, but I just it's going to be a real uphill task for him to turn things around there. I just cannot see it happening. But it's still early. It's the only thing I will say. Um, but. I mean, I don't even know what kind of direction, what kind of path they could be looking at. Obviously, he's no longer in the door either, so it's a difficult one to lift players for conceding. I've seen a thing today about their aggregate score in the last five games being like 23-1 or something. exactly. Yeah, There's no turning that around quickly anyway, and they obviously can't. As I mentioned, it's still early on, but they obviously can't let that slip away too much, and they'll just find themselves with too much to do in terms of staying up and stuff. But obviously, as you see, it's it's still early as well.
0: It's still early, yeah. But one thing that catches my eye with Dindy United and Regan, I'll get your thoughts on this. I was never a good football player, right? But I know football players, and they give me the they they tell me about the the mentality they have. If you're four nil down at half time, right, against a team like Celtic. You're doing everything you can. You're not going to win. The, you're not going to come back into the game unless you you perform some sort of miracle. It's damage limitation. You don't make it worse. You the defending in the second half from the day United to me was amateur. It's just it's so the amount of time Celtic and I know Celtic are brown are making space, but some of the defending was horrendous, and that just it either strikes to me as a team completely out of confidence or a team just shot to pieces in terms of. They know they're gonna get a doing. So let's just Do you know what I mean? Like I'm I'm yeah. not I'm not saying for a minute no. they lay down. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, is that how do you how when you're 4-0 down at half time, if I was 4-0 down in a dressing room at half time, I would be doing everything I can to get tight to players don't make that worse. Don't make that any more humiliating. And the day to just weren't doing that, Regan. Yeah, I mean
2: I, I mean it was a bit um it was a bit like a training game for Celtic in the second half
0: yeah,
2: I, I, don't, I don't want to be bad under United but I think see if you're a player and you can't go out there and show 110% for the, for, for the supporters in the stadium I think it's a I think it's a disgrace to be honest uh, I mean if Celtic were clinical that could have been that could have been like 15-0 easily the, the, the keeper he he three good saves in the first half which could have made it so so, 0 seven zero in the first half. So if if he if he if he doesn't save them, then Sultana going in 0 up, up, and then second half I just thought the players kind of lacked trust. The 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 uh, for, uh, for for uh, for uh, for me they like trust. They like a kind of I don't know a belief. Mm-hmm. Uh I don't know. I'm just I, I, I was starting to feel sorry for them because I felt like um they were th they, they, they were open it was full time when it when it was like sixty five minutes on the clock and I'm thinking, see if you're a Dundee player, try and get a shot, try and show the fans that you uh, uh, appreciate them being there and you mm-hmm. want to show that you um you care about the club. But for me it was just and, and then and then for me, um um, i seen Jack Ross's interview at the end as well. No, I understand what he means. Uh, it's difficult for him, but I thought uh, Jack Ross was very unfortunate to lose his job at Easter Road. But then when then when you see the performances of the past couple of games, I think, it's very hard to see him in that job because if you look at it, um, they've lost so many goals and so many goals that, that easily could be a, pre- a pre- uh, prevented because see if they just uh, uh close the guy down or put a tackle in, um, uh, c- c- I think it would have been respectable if it, if it, if it would have uh, finished four nil, but for but for, for the game to finish nine nil, possibly going on fifteen is I think it's a it's a it's a disgrace to the the fans that paid money.
0: With Jack Ross now, obviously very friendly with Rory Loy and guys that have worked with Jack Ross and they talk about how good he is and I get that and he's done a magnificent job at St Mirren but can we honestly say his record after St Mirren's been great I mean, went to Sunderland wasn't brilliant obviously lost his job Hibs I don't I think it was I I mean, I remember fans saying at the time it was dull dull and boring under Jack Ross is this kind of beginning to become a cycle with Jack Ross of Living off mm-hmm. a job because he's never he's playing career obviously was at teams like St Marin and Hamilton. No disrespect to them, but would you say they're big clubs? They're big, massive clubs where the demands are really high. And when he's went to Sunderland and Hibs and now Dundee United, that's it's not working out. Do you think there's a, a maybe a mentality problem there that you just can't work out like when there's yeah. that high standards is that the issue? Because that that's what it's beginning to look like to me. And I may be wrong, maybe totally wrong, but that to me, as not a
1: coincidence. It's one of them as well. When he got the Sunderland job, you just saw how highly rated he was, and it's yeah, exactly, kind of just yeah. slightly downhill, and now it's just a case of, if it's not going to work at Dundee United, which it highly unlikely that it will be yeah. the start, you just wonder what's going to be next for mm-hmm. Jack Ross. He's never going to get another big job. No. I mean, they're mass- they're really big clubs that you've you've stated there. Obviously, he's worked his-, his way up, and he's still a relatively big club, as you said, but I see. I seen the thing as well. Just going back on what Regan was saying about obviously it could have been like keeping it to down, keeping it to like four nil instead of nine nil kind of thing, like showing about a of pride. I seen the thing as well. Like didn't the United only have one player booked. Like you, you exactly. need to go and get close to. You need to put challenges in. Obviously you don't. You never encourage. You don't see it going hot people. But you need to go and get close. You need to put tackles in. And obviously them they want to get near Celtic to today in any department. But. Just things like that, like it, was, it could be a mentality thing, and it, oh, it can stem for the manager, and Ross is in trouble, that's basically, <laughs> the way
2: it trouble. Was, I just want to ask you one question, right, I thought it was strange that Tony Watt and Charlie McGrew, probably two of their best players, is, is sitting on that bench for the full 90 minutes.
0: Yeah, I know, I mean, it's. I thought that at the time, I was like, why are you not starting Mulgrew, why are you playing, because... In my opinion, you play your best team, especially against Celtic. And I don't buy this thing over you're not expected to win. Then the United players should have been bang up for that. That is a chance to overcome, in my opinion, three weeks of hell. I mean, since that home Altmar game, it's been I don't think I think they've lost to Livingston. You've lost Renal at home to St. and You've obviously been battered by Altmar. And I get I get that freak results happen. I get that. I, one game you can be you can just have a bad day and the team, be- the team are just better than you on the day. But for it to happen twice in the space of three weeks suggests more than that to me. Now, Celtic were absolutely clinical. I can't argue. Like Celtic were just rampant. It, it could have been 15. It could have been. And Celtic will probably think we, could, we should have had more, but you just can't, in my opinion, tell me that the United aren't shot to pieces, and it's just so bad to see. And... As Lou says, where do you go from there? Unless Jack, Jack Ross gets them completely out of, gets them out of a hole and wins their next seven, eight games and before you know it, they're sitting fourth in the league. Now, that squad, to me, is capable of finishing fourth in the league. That squad, to me, is outside of the top three, arguably, between them and Aberdeen and Kermit in terms of talent. Stephen Fletcher's there. Charlie McGrew. Do you know what I mean? There's players in there that are... I mean, this team's, this yeah. team's finished fifth. I think they finished fifth last season and have improved. They've got Craig Sibold. they brought in Stephen Fletcher. They've signed Dylan Leavitt permanently. Do you know what I mean? They yeah. are better than... You can't turn, turn around and tell me that's all down to Tam Courts. The Tam Courts obviously did a really good job, but that's that's a talented squad. That squad should, be, should not be losing 9-0 at home to anybody. I don't care who you are. But... We'll touch on the next game that happened on Sunday. There's obviously... But we need to give full praise to Celtic because they were absolutely magnificent. But Mm. a game that was a bit tighter on Sunday was Hearts 3, St. Johnson 2. A late Lauren Shanklin penalty gave Hearts a late 3-2. Winner, Lewis, two teams, in my opinion, who are probably going to need to be busy before the end of the transfer window. Hearts, I think, are maybe needing a couple of players just for a kind of depth. I think you see there today, you look at their... The subs bench and it's really, really kind of down to the bare bones, but they're still getting the job done.
1: Oh, definitely. Um, I think yeah, obviously, evidence of last season. Obviously, they're the the best side outside the, the old firm. Bringing in Shantland's are a really good bit of business. He started really well. He's <laughs> get them goals. Uh, that was a good, it was a gutsy performance for Hearts. I thought. Um, it was all. Oh, it's going to be tough after the the disappointment midweek. Um. I watched the game against Zurich. I thought they were really good in the first half, um, but they missed a lot of chances and there was a real kind of lack of cutting edge. The final ball was quite poor, I thought. Just, uh, before, the-
0: you, just before you talk, just before you say about the Hearts game, do, is that sound of the birds tweeting still in your head? Because it's still in my head for the time. It, do you remember
1: the cut it got cut off?
0: Oh, I <laughs> And they were playing the Buds tweeting, and that's been stuck in my head for Thursday night. Oh, but... I know,
1: I know. I'm putting <laughs> a good 10 minutes or something towards the end of it. I, I know, that's a missed their goal. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> uh, no, I think um, they, they made a lot of changes as well today. Aye. Um, uh, which I think they were forced into. They've got a lot of players injured and then, yeah, as you mentioned, uh, they definitely need to do a wee bit of business just for a bit of cover. I think they did announce a signing. I'm not even going to try and pronounce the guy's name. I'm going to uh, try uh, it. Orestes
0: Let's
1: go with that. Oh. That's, that's close, isn't it? No, that's not <laughs> so bad,
0: that's not so
1: bad. Right. Um, yeah. So obviously announcing, announcing him is going to be a, a, a bonus and then probably trying to do a bit of business between now and the end of the window for the likes of St. Johnson that's to take the lead, they'll be disappointed not to come away when yeah. that today. Uh <coughs> Davison, he's gonna have another real battle this season. Um obviously they were the Victorious in the playoff against Inverness, but I think um it's, it's too early to kinda of judge teams and whether they're gonna be okay or not and yeah and stuff like that. But yeah, if it likes St. Johnson and obviously Dundee United for their situation at the moment moment's gonna be kind of helping them and gives them an opportunity to maybe pull away and stuff like that. But they'll be disappointed not to come away with definitely at least a point after taking the lead against the heart side that made a lot of changes. And then, but obviously, the likes of Jackman coming on, coming up with the winger, he's going to be a big player for them. And the likes of Mackay as well, he's been a real standout. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been excellent so far this season from what I've, I've watched of them. Um, but no, it's a, a big one for Hearts. And obviously, they'll be disappointed for midweek, but still European football, which is a big bonus for them.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
2: Yeah, uh, Regan, what was your thoughts on hearts three two one or St Johnson? Um, I actually managed to see a bit of this game. Um I thought I thought they dominated the most of the game hearts. Uh, St Johnson did well to take the lead, um, but um I think that's just been the tail of the season. They've um, done not bad, but I just don't think they've got that um uh, the clinical edge, but also then the stalwart um to try and keep the ball at the back of the net because um, I think when you lose Sean Rooney, Zander Clark, those are big uh, players for your team and sadly for St Johnson, I think they're probably going to have the same sort of season as they did last season Um, because of their um, not being able to see out the spells in the game when they played well. But from a hard part of view, um, I thought they played well they probably should have been free one up or 4-1 up, but um, St Johnson stuck in there well and uh, <coughs> uh, I, don't, I, I don't know if you managed to see it, Scott, but it was a definite penalty for yeah. the the uh, it was a definite penalty for the 3-2 uh, victory so, fair uh, play to Robbie Nielsen and I'm sure he'll be looking to add a few players before uh, Friday's deadline I think it is. Yeah, I, I
0: think I think you're right. I think the thing with Hearts is, is that what caught my eye the first half on Thursday, they were a lot more kind of playing football. It was more about getting the ball on the ground and just there's a plan there. I think they were really unlucky not to be in front at halftime, actually. But the Grant thing was obviously silly and probably cost them the game. But, I mean, to, that's that's a sore one to take. That To come back from that and win and show guts, as as Lou says, one nil down, you're back to two each and things like that, you're that's that's a tough one to take, especially after a disappointment. But then to go on and win the game, and that's why he won Shankland's there. I mean, it's a penalty, yeah. but to score goals and win games, that's three vital points. And as I say, I think Hearts were very, very happy to get that result. St. Johnson, I think, have shown a bit more threat. I think they need to bring in, I think they need goals badly. I yeah, I they need I, goals. You can't rely on Stevie May as much I think he's a good player. I, I think there's a, I mean, Graham, Graham Carey, Andy Considine with the two goals today. I mean, you look at their team, me and Murphy, I'm a big fan of Jamie Murphy, but you need more than that, in my opinion, to, if you're going to survive in this league. And you see the likes of, you know, St. Marin are going on a really good run. I think Colmarmouth had a big one as well. So there's there's already beginning to be that, kind of teams will beat each other and St. Johnson won't want to be down that, but they'll, they'll be wanting to be, Get a run going as quickly as possible, and it's already looking tight at that bottom six. So I think they'll be look they'll be desperate to get a couple of a forward bodies in before the end of the window.
2: Yeah, no, uh, I think that's true, Scott. I think especially when they're playing European football, um, because they've got the Conference League as well. Mm-hmm. And like you say, for some Johnson, as much as I like Stephen May. Um, I don't think he'll score you that many goals he'll probably score you about uh, five or six but you need more yeah. uh, people I think you need more players to put the ball in the net for you so I think for Davidson he'll be going to the board and saying look if we if we want to even stay in this league we need to bring in some more uh, uh forward thinking players
0: Yeah I think that's absolutely fair I think you expect to see both sides busy before the end of August. But we'll move into the games on Saturday. We'll start at Ibrox. Rangers 4-1 yeah. over Ross County. Cholak continuing his really good start with two goals. Lundstrom and Davis getting on the score sheet as well. Lewis, I'll come to you. I thought Rangers were very, very good. I thought that's probably their best league performance so far. Obviously, coming off a massive high on Wednesday against PSV, getting into the Champions League. Just creates a wee spring in their step, I think. and You saw the... They're beginning to gel. You think you see the new signings are beginning to interlink well with each other. Cholak looks really, really good. I think his two goals showed that he's probably been missing through that. He's been that kind of missing link for a while in terms of kind of creating space and a good finisher. I thought Rangers were very clinical. I thought they were that was probably the best I've seen them so far this season.
1: Nah, Rangers are excellent, Saturday. Um, definitely. Yeah. just touching on Coates, obviously seven and seven for him now, the two the two goals. sadly. the third goal was superb, I thought, and really well worked. And you mentioned yeah. the, the interlink with Kent and Lawrence. It's just that yeah. beginning like I getting, know.
0: uh, just knowing where each other are and just that uh, finally getting getting to grips with one another, and I think that's gonna be good going forward.
1: That's it, yeah. That's it. Obviously kinda still learning each other's game, like Sir Lawrence he's chipped in with a couple of goals, but uh, yeah, it was just a line can it's a real instinct to finish. From Chola, he's made a brilliant impact since coming in. Obviously, filled the boots. So Morello, she's gonna really struggle, I think, to get back in that team, yeah. uh, especially with the kind of system that the Rangers play. Like to go, with. just the one up. I can't really ever, obviously, they are chasing a goal or whatever. But I can't really ever seen the two of them being on the same park. But... I think I, I, I don't think so. I, I don't. Well, Van Bronckhorst says it's very unlikely, but you would be interesting to see
0: like, if they could do it because I think they potentially two kind like, of different players. So you would wonder if they'd work well together. But They might complement each other.
1: But, yeah. but it's, yeah, it's one that obviously remains to be seen. But it's a, a really good option, obviously, to have if you can get my back back playing, you know, what he's going to offer you. But no, nah, I thought Rangers were, were really good. Um, Confidence flying high after, obviously, qualifying for the Champions League. So I'm sort of a massive bonus of the club, obviously, financially, and gives everyone a left. And it, it showed the confidence kind at of the weekend. I thought as well, it was not bold, but I just... I suppose you, when they drop points against Hibs, you can't afford to make too many changes. But just the kind of enforced change, obviously Kamara, I think, picked up an injury. So just the one change from midweek, especially the kind of growing 90 minutes in Eindhoven, just to make the one to put Scott Wright in, who I thought was really good as well. Off mm-hmm. of you know, something different pace-wise down the right side. But I thought, obviously, the likes can maybe, on, you don't, you can't underestimate these teams like Ross County at home. Yeah. Um, Maybe in the future, maybe you can make three or four changes in a game like that and still run out winners. But no, I think obviously I should touch on Ross County as well. Um, I thought well, I thought Sands was really lucky. Well, touching that, <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't sure who he was going to that but I'm not going to I'm not going to leave leave that out. In, in my assessment of the game, obviously you look at the scoreline and think, oh, it's just another comfortable Rangers victory. But I think if you look at obviously the the decision um on a booking I think the first one was a yellow card and this, the second the, I think you could argue it could even be a straight red card
0: but that's the thing that gets me with that thing right let's see we spoke last week we've obviously done the thing about the, the performance of Wally Colham and obviously how some poor refereeing last week but I was screaming about consistency the first yell, the first one of Sands is a yellow card despite Goldson's there Goldson's there I think i think it's a yellow card. I don't have a problem with being a yellow card. The second one to me is far worse than that. Why? Don Robertson's in full view of it. Unless yeah, Don Robertson thinks he slaps and mm-hmm. it's a kinda of accident. But how can you book one and not the other? In my opinion. Think, it's it's a, I, I... it's a red card. It's it's yeah, got more,
1: I... and it changes. I never even thought about it, like, thinking it could be a slit. It just baffle me when you But even still, back, even if flipping, and...
0: he's he's fu- his feet are away, so he's grabbing on, so he's bringing him down. It is a fill. So, and that's two very similar challenges. And how, how can you give a yellow and a fill for the first one, but not a yellow and a fill for the second one? And that just, to yeah. me, is screaming this lack of consistency. And I don't understand why he hasn't showed them a second yellow. I think he's a very, very lucky boy. And I also think Malky Mackay has every right to be angry. Yeah,
1: definitely.
0: I'm not saying Rangers, I think Rangers were probably still won the game. I think they were just far better on the day. But you wonder at now, now, what Ross County are thinking. Do you know what I mean? Because Rangers need to change shape, yeah. Rangers need to change their mindset and their game plan. Yeah. You wonder what happens for there. And I think uh, he's every right reason to be upset. Yeah.
2: Sorry. So,
1: sorry, me. Sorry, me. On you go. No, I was just gonna um, yeah, as you mentioned, Scott, I was just gonna say like obviously how good Rangers were. I don't think especially I think Rangers are obviously fully expected to be fully expected to still go and win that game with ten men, but you never know. It no, no and Ross County. I don't know if that would change Ross County's mindset to go and kinda of have Moria goal I and stuff and You mentioned obviously Rangers probably having to change their shape and stuff like that, but as decisions like that, or Ross County are not, they're not gonna be judged in games against the old firm. Home or away, but no. when they go to Ibrooks, everything needs to go their way. And exactly, how that yeah. Goes, yeah. I
0: don't know. But. And I get the, I get the whole thing of as you say, Ross County—they won't be judged. But the, yeah. as you say, it's it's a different game altogether, and I just do not understand what, how why Don Robertson doesn't show him a red card. I just really, I, I don't, because he's yeah. he's caught flat-footed. He's the fit. He's not in the right position. He's pulling him down as a red card. In my opinion, it shows again the desperation we need for VAR because VAR sends them off. Mm. Why is it coming in in November? Why is it coming in in December? VAR overturns that, and I've spoke to our referee this morning. It's not Charlie Richmond, and he told me VAR would have absolutely overturned that. So, why is it not in? Why is if that happens three months, three months from now, it's a red card? So, again, just shows this lack of
2: consistency that I talk about yeah I mean I, I thought I thought it was especially strange that, that I think the fact that Don Robertson has got a full scale view of that like fair enough if he can't see it and he's got r- Rangers and <coughs> uh players blocking him fair play if he's got that but he's got a full scale view of what's happening and I think if you're sans you're, uh, you'll be very fortunate for to stay on that parking like you say Malcolm McKay Malcolm would have thought right if um, if um, if that's no no at half time and Rangers are at ten of 10 he, he would fancy himself to say right, right well at worst we're going to get a draw here
0: Aye I mean he's he's got to I mean he's got to think what what if I mean we all we all think it like if a decision doesn't what if that's a different decision what if I mean as you say Rangers probably need to take off one of those attackers who were contributing well in the game and bring on a defender, so again it just works, I still think Windsor have won the game, I thought they were impressive yeah, on well. the day but again we'll touch on this can kind of Alfredo Morelos thing, Will if Morelos stays and I think he will, I think that, I don't think that was a thing to say, let's get Morelos sold, I think that was no. Van Brock I think it was a tough love thing, I really do I think it was Van Bronckhorst giving him a kick up the backside to say you need to get into shape, you need to get yourself on the game because you're so important to this team. And he is. He's the best striker in the country, in my opinion, when he's on top form. Between It's between him and Kyogo. Yeah, terms of... But again, he is not Alfredo Morelos at the moment. He is not the Alfredo Morelos that, as the top European goal scorer, is so vital to that team. He's Alfredo Morelos who is getting himself sent off for a silly thing that he doesn't need to get involved in and you can see he's not fully in match, fit, match fitness he's coming off a bad injury he looks as if he's not in full fitness he needs to get up to speed so I think Van Bronkos is I think Lewis it's about giving him tough love and you see that already I think Morelos I think he's learning already because he's in the gym I mean I'm looking at his Instagram every day and he's in the gym mm-hmm. I think that. I think that's exactly what Van Bronkos was trying to get just a bit more what A bit more, can of, what's the word? The motivation to get him back to shape, in
1: my yeah. opinion. I think the thing with Morelos, I think obviously you know how good a player getting when he's in the top of his game, obviously when his attitude's right, when he's not getting involved with, with centre-half, doing stupid stuff, getting sent off. I think the, the thing is, I, I fully expect him to stay as well, definitely. I think, I'm not saying he's definitely not by his best, but I'm thinking if Rangers were ever going to get... The most money for him that's probably been and gone. I think this the year we were scoring like against Porto in the Europa League, it was frightening. Like, scoring against European outfits at Ibrox, home and away to Porto. I think you can definitely talk like double figures now. If, I think he's in the last year his contract as well. Yeah, I
0: know. I think that's a big thing as well because yeah. you, either, you either need to. I get the whole thing of players want to run down contracts now for better signing on fees. And I spoke about that. I wrote a wee piece the other, the other day about it. But Rangers have got to either sell him if they feel that you're not going to get the value you originally thought or yeah. you get him in, you get him playing, he's happy. I think he's happy if he's... I mean, you see, I think he's he's his whole demeanour is determined by how he plays on the park. I think if he's scoring goals and involving play, I think he's the happiest wee guy on the planet. But I think if he's not firing and... Things aren't going his way. You see that wee at lap coming, and you know he's not happy. You, you can see by his face he's not happy. So I think that's the big thing of Wilfredo Morelos
1: getting oh. him, getting him, a, getting a good situation on the park. Yeah. I think, like, obviously, you've got Jola and that's a big bonus for Rangers. The fact he's firing, which is a welcome distraction to the fact Morelos is kind of nowhere to be seen at the moment. But, obviously, you, you hope for his sake. Obviously, he's got a big job and he's trying to get back into that team. He's he's head's on it. And then the likes of roofs out as well. So, you think as well, if anything was to happen to Cholak, what a Ranger's going to do. So, that's where they need Morelos, obviously... To be kind of back fit and firing, and ready to go. But it's just obviously really frustrating, kind of first few games, especially when they were when he was coming back after that injury and they were just trying to get him up to speed. So he wasn't really starting games, he was just coming on and trying to get minutes and then obviously getting involved with that stuff like the elbow Hibs. But yeah, I think that shows the bravery of Van
0: Bronkhorst as well, because you think as well, you're saying there about the lack of options Rangers have up front. Now he went to PS, he went to Eindhoven with Cholak as his main striker, and that was that. Now, if you're needing a goal with 20 minutes to go and you've got Alfredo Morelos there, you're feeling a bit more confident. He he took a big risk leaving him out. That, to me, shows that he's got the long-term situation in mind that, yeah, that game was massive and it was absolutely massive for the club, but to get Morelos' to get Morelos's backside into gear, I think that's what you had to do. And I think that's his... Yeah. I think again. I don't know if he will. I don't know if he's available to play in Wednesday night, Tuesday night against uh, Queen of the South. But that's a game for me if if he's fit and ready to go. Throw him in. Throw him in for the start. That's a chance for him to get himself going a wee bit. And it shows you give Cholak a rest. I think he's been terrific so far, but there's no harm in giving him a rest. Get Morelos in. See what he can do. If it's not working after sixty minutes, get him off. But I think that could be a time to put him on and see. If he's learning his lesson. Yeah. I mean for me I think
2: Mirell also say a new contract, Scott. I don't know what you think, but I it just could think, do. It could I, do. I just think it was a case of uh Van Bronger saying, right, Alfredo, you need to start uh, doing something for this team. Do you think it's the case that he's got proper competition now, that he's that he's properly seen it? Because for me, I think now that he's got Cholak in there, it's um it's quite difficult for him because I don't mean it's a bad way, but when he was when Van Bronkhorst was here last year, it, it was always the case of Bruno Morelos was playing every single game. Yeah. Uh, picture that Rangers played. So I think now he knows he's in a proper competition, and he knows right, at, uh, that he needs to get fit and he needs to get firing because uh, I think in the past I think you had uh, not the same striking. <coughs> The Rangers have got now because if you look at it, I think he's got proper competition there. In Cholak, I think, I think Cholak's been great. I mean, he's scored. Is it nine go? Is it nine goals in nine games?
0: I think it's seven and seven.
2: So seven and seven. Sorry, I mean, see that goal he scored yesterday. I see, see that goal he scored yesterday. The second goal, that's just so so good, and I think he's been a great play for Rangers so far.
0: I'm with Morelos as well. which that uh, I think last Saturday's red card was. Frustration at trying to prove himself, trying to kind of do too much. I think it's just trying to get yourself, trying to make something happen. And that's it, just didn't work. And I think that is, I think he is frustrated. I think any player would be frustrated if you've been the you've been in the jersey for so long and then this guy comes in and hits the ground running. And I don't, I'll be very honest, I don't think I've seen a Ranger striker since probably Michael Moles who's started so well in terms of scoring goals well, I really don't I think there's, he's started I mean despite the stick he had at the start of the season I mean I would like Mark Cately right now who's a Rangers legend I would like him to come out and issue a public apology for, for laying off Antonio Cholak after two games I mean he must be kicking himself now because you mm-hmm. see that he's a better you he see he's a good option even if Morel I think I think if Morelos and Cholak are fully fit, Morelos starts. I think that even if Cholak's hitting the ground running, but you're more than capable in this day, day's of squad depth with so many games coming up. You can play one and one and then the other. You don't need to stick. Just because Morelos will start one game doesn't mean Cholak's frozen out. I think they'll both... I think they'll rotate. I think that's the plan. But I think Giovanni Van Bronckhorst needs to see a better side than Alfredo Morelos that he's seen since he came back for injury. But... We could talk about this all all night, but we'll move on to Aberdeen five, Livingston now. Regan, let's talk about Aberdeen. It was now now at just before half time. Livingston with a better team, probably should have scored before half time. Yeah, Fitzwater gets a red card, and the doors open in that Livingston defence, and Aberdeen are clinical with a final victory.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, I thought it was a uh, sending off in a penalty. Um, but I think David Martindale would just be disappointed of the, the manner of his side's performance that setting half. I mean, they just... Uh, f- I think they just froze. Um, It was a great second goal from Ross McCrory. He mm-hmm. scored a great goal. Um, Mijovski's... He, he looks to be a great striker for Aberdeen, Mijofsky. um, And they've got some good players now. They've got the... I can't remember the, the guy at the back, but... I think they've got so many good players in Aberdeen that I you start to think Jim Goodwin's building something good there, and the, I think they could challenge, uh, for 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 that for that forward spot, especially when I, I think uh, Robbie Wilson said will be in the Conference League until probably Christmas time or, or after, and then you've got they could possibly get to the the last sixteen or the something like that. So I think if you're Aberdeen and you're playing, uh Saturday, Saturday, and then you've got you've got uh, Robbie side playing uh, Sunday every single week. I think you'll find your chances to get for a place back from.
0: Yeah, I mean, I th- I, th- I thought they were extremely clinical after the the red card changes the game because Livingston are on top, but that's all. that, Once that red card goes, and Aberdeen just switch on, and you see just how clinical they are. Miofsky, I think, looks terrific. I think he's. He's similar in terms of Cholak, in terms of just movement. I think he's a good finisher. I think there's a lot to like about that that Aberdeen team right now, Lewis. I'm very, very impressed with them so far, and especially now, now at 40 minutes and Livingston looking the better side. I mean, all it takes is that, and then Aberdeen just turn up.
1: I know it was an interesting one. It was a result that really surprised me because they were kind of not. I, I fancied Aberdeen probably just to take it at home. But it's one of them, like Form, can kind I of suggest you? I think they both won two from the first four or something. Yeah. Uh, I think Form suggests you that could be pretty close and then you see a 5-0 score there. Where did that come from? Obviously, the red card changes the game. I think, as Regan mentioned, it was a red card. I think both penalties were correct decisions. Uh, but and no-no, and Levington really had a few opens. No, nobody had a good chance with his left foot. He kind of dragged It was one... Obelise header was kept out early on as well <laughs> yeah. was a good save so any, any of them go in you can be talking about a different game obviously the card, as you said but no Aberdeen were really clinical and um, the up front looks he does look the part uh, took his obviously the, the penalty is the penalty but he took, I was really impressed with his, his second goal was a really good good pass initially and a cracking finish across the keeper he's left foot but no Aberdeen look, look looks promising for them um Obviously, yeah, as Regan mentioned as well, the likes of Hearts, their European. it all depends on their kind of squad depth, how they use their squad, and how they manage the European journey, as you say. Um, with the league duties, and Aberdeen could maybe take advantage of that to try and sneak into that kind of third, fourth positions. And obviously, like you said, Dundee United or up there last season, you can't really see that happen again unless they have a massive change. So now, good. Good chance for Aldean to kick on and I Ross McCrory's was a, was the standout, it's a cracking hat. Yeah, it's a cracking yeah, He seems to be uh, looking the part and doing well for them in the midfield. Yeah,
0: I think they're I think they're really impressive in every area of the field. I think my boy Clarkson's come in for Liverpool, he looks apart oh. as well. Yeah. Uh, you've got the likes of Bazoujian who scored, you've got that boy Duck, you've got so many talented players and that boy Ryan Duncan comes on again I think it was his first appearance, he scored his first goal so he'll be, you know, I mean that'll do him the world a good going forward but yeah, another really impressive performance by Aberdeen Kilmarnock have got a one on the board, much to Mark Wilson's surprise, Kilmarnock are finally on the mark hmm. Regan, this is a tough one because you look back at that game on Saturday and I've said this to Wilson numerous times so far. The big problem, I think, with Kilmarnock at the moment is you've got all the showing Kyle Lafferty flat out of confidence. They're just not finding the target. They're not scoring goals. Oh. So for Modelo to take the lead through Van Veen and Kilmarnock to show this recovery, I think it's massive for Kilmarnock because everything that's going wrong for them up front is going wrong. And to still win that game and show that recovery to me shows you that that. That could be the turning point, and there's a lot if they get the strikers fired, and I think they will be fine. Scott, I think it is
2: definitely. I mean, I thought they played well once that uh, first goal goes in. Uh, from Motherwell it was a great goal by Motherwell actually from Van Veen. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a great win for Derek McInnes because I think they could probably win more than two one actually. They did a great chance through Shaw as well, Scott. Mm-hmm. I've seen that as well, but. Yeah, I mean, I think Derek McKenzie, you looking to add a few more players in, and I think they'll be totally fine because they've got some decent players. Uh, big Taylor at the back looks to be finding some yeah. them form them again, and uh, obviously they've got um some decent players in the in, in the front areas as well, and um I think if you're a fan of Derek McKenzie's side, then I think you'd be positive because you because you could, I think they've got a clear objective to to, uh, to stay in the premiership after uh, popping up last year. So I think they'll be positive as long as they can get a few more bodies in between now and Friday for the transfer deadline because I think uh, the only thing I would say about Dana McKinnon is so I think they look a bit sh- uh, short for me to look uh, because I think you shouldn't against Celtic. Um they just looked up a little bit um Lacking confidence and stuff like that. So I think if they get a few more players in then they'll be totally fine, Scott.
0: Yeah, I mean I think that's I think you've had a good point there about the the fact that, Lewis, I mean the take off Sean Lafferty one nil down and win the game, I think that tells you everything you need to know. I think the McKinnon sees what I'm seeing that they're the two strikers who you want to score goals who have terrific goal records just aren't doing it at the moment. there's it's not to say they won't do it in the future, but right now he, he saw something that we all saw and he, I mean, it's, it's what did he say but he's took a gamble and it's paid off but if he gets them firing, then Kelly could be okay, I think.
1: Yeah, you can look at it from that side, definitely. If your strikers aren't firing and you're winning games, it's well, winning their first win. It's a big relief for Commander. a really good big result for them. Um, they had To take off your, your two strikers and then to, to turn things around is obviously a real positive. We're interesting to see if McInnes is able to move and bring another one in up there. I don't know if there's an indication of taking those two off that that's something that he wants to happen or if he's going to have the opportunity to bring someone else in, but I think a, a real big result for Camarnet and they definitely needed it, uh, but I thought it was a real missed opportunity for Motherwell especially, yeah, I think, she so. can lead and they, they were obviously kind of on the up, obviously two wins since Ham and uh, Ham will get the, the job permanently a um, cracking goal for Van Veen, as Regan mentioned as well, it was a great ball for battle and he put it away well, but no, it's a massive result from Camarnet and there'll be, there'll be real relief there and it all depends if they can can kind I of get firing at the top end of the pitch, but I know big ass Taylor seems to be the man for, for goals for them. That's too already this season for the centre back, and he looks like he'll be a real threat um in both boxes.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think they are bang on. I think Kumama a massive win for them, but Mother will be kicking themselves at the let a lead a lead go so easily because they weren't commanding the game. Quick shout out as well to Danny Armstrong, who's really looked who I think took the game to the scruff of the net yesterday. I thought it was really good as well. Big I've always been a big big admirer of Danny. Obviously was at school he was a year I he was a year below me. So I always liked seeing him do well and it was good to see him do well yesterday. So the final game in the premiership was St Murin won Hibbs now. Lewis I think this is a tale of St Mirin and a good wee run of form. But again Hibbs it's not apart from last Saturday it's not happening at all for them this season.
1: I know I think I heard uh I was listening to the the phone in last Saturday and I, I had the worth saying about the positive obviously a bit of positivity snatching a draw against Rangers obviously any result against the Old Firms a, a good result Um, but a Hibs fan was angry about he was basically saying how many times can this keep happening and a last minute goal he done it against Hearts as well in the derby mm-hmm. uh, no I think for him it's just no seem to be clicking yet with with Johnson, also losing the likes of McGee Day through through injury. He's kind of a tricky player that can make a difference and stuff like that. But I, I fancied him for that game. Uh I fancied them to nick that and, and they did they run a real good run there. That's that's three wins in a row. Um there seems to be a real good buzz around the place. It's one part. I think uh, they took their goal really well. Um, it was a good, a good back of skill and for, for a and a good cutback for for Bacchus to tap in. Um, I think Bacchus he still could actually had a hat trick. He was that a barrel that the chances. Uh, I think Hibs as well. They were they were still a threat. Um, they, they could have maybe got something from the game. Uh, a couple of opportunities, especially in the second half. But it's a difficult one for Lee Johnson and going in there. It's a big job. And it's not quite, I think it all stems back to obviously what happened in the League Cup as well. That was just the kind of worst possible start for him. Obviously, you're expected to get out of the League Cup kind of comfortably and it never happened Uh, out of the group, I should say. Um, It's, it's, it's one of them. I know they're, they've got good players, Hibs, uh, that's for sure. Uh, it just doesn't seem to be coming together. But I think they've just kind of ran into St Martin when they're in a kind of good run of form. Uh, any other time, they definitely fancy are So to go to St Martin Park. Park and pick up the points But no, that's a number We're excellent It's a really good run Promising signs for them Regan St Mirren take the lead After six minutes And I think St Mirren Have had a terrific
0: Few weeks obviously As well Was Lou said I think they've won three in a row And they're now up at nine points But Hibs have got A lot of talent Going forward And we saw that With Martin Boyle They've got like yeah. That boy Johan Looks talented as well Like That strikes me That Hibs are Going to struggle In terms of Like You've got all this talent, but you're not really getting anything going, yeah, no, not
2: I mean, I think they'll struggle to get in the top six if I'm honest, I don't know if you've seen the chance Scott that you, I think it's that you and I think he <coughs> he's mm-hmm. I think he's basically uh twelve yards from the goal and he just skies it, yeah, um, but um, no, I think they'll struggle this year, I think uh Lee Johnson's in big trouble uh especially. After sweetly on the season, but I think he's in trouble. To be honest, because like uh, like you just spoke about there, um, I think it. I, I think he's been lucky to get draws against uh, Robbie Nielsen's side and then against Rangers last week, and then they got a, they got a lucky last minute winner against uh, St Johnson in the first day of the season that mm-hmm. probably uh people pay, uh, double the cags as well. So I think if you're the if you're Ron Gordon, then. <laughs> It's a difficult one because you probably need some more, some more players in there. I think this could be the bit the the busiest transfer window for for the past couple of seasons because I think there's still a lot of work to be done for a lot of squads. I mean, if if I see see if see uh, see if I'm Lee Johnson, I'm looking to get a striker in. I don't know what's ha- what's happening with Nesbitt, but I think I'd be looking for a striker he's injured. Because- I th- I think I'd be looking past striker Scott because yeah. they they just don't like scoring. If, like if it's not Boyle or New as well, and it's a story site for the supporters at Easter Road because they they would be expecting um Lee Johnson to try and get them to fifth place or top six uh, football.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I think you're bang on there. I think there's a lot uh questions needing asked at Hibs at the moment I think they're needing a bit of depth I think as you say, I think Kevin Nisbet's injured but I wouldn't be confident in his form in the past few months, I I don't think he was hitting the heights last season, it has been the past couple of seasons but St Mirren on the other hand, I think there's a bit more creativity coming in their way, I think that boy Strain looked really good just on uh, Saturday, yeah. I think once they I think they will actually be hoping that they can keep that strong going but again just a really big result for St. Marin. But we'll move into the results in the SPFL. Let's start with the championship. We will go to Air 3 Dundee 1, Hamilton 1, both now Inverness now Morton 1, Partick Thistle 2, Wraith 1, and Queen's Park 2, Cove Rangers 1. Can I start on my result of the championship? Sure. I am oh. going all the way, all day long. Air United are top of the league, and they'll stay there the whole season. Air United are oh, going to win the go. championship. Depot <laughs> Arakemi Ar- a- Ar- is the best striker in the league. I was really impressed with by the way, especially going one down so early to come Storza. back. And I think they are actually going places at the moment. I've, all, I've obviously where I'm from. I'm from here originally. I've got a soft spot for them. <laughs> I like to see them doing well. I think there's a lot going on behind the scenes. I have spoke to likes a. Can I agree on Matthew and David Smith? I know they're planning big things. So, to see them getting a bit of luck on the park as well. And Lee Bullen, I think, has come in and done really well. United are sitting top of the league and I, I've been very impressed with them. Lewis, what about Morton? Big result for them going to Inverness in 1-1 now?
1: Oh, massive result for Morton, Scott. Um, Obviously, I'm of I'm every game. And they've been... They've been steady so far. They Obviously, they lost at race. That was their only loss. But the fans are they have been crying out for a goal scorer. they have been I mean, tweets left, right and centre. How they signing? Are we getting a striker in the door kind of thing? Um, But Inverness, I expected a reaction from them, Um, especially the when they beat 4-1 off party, especially on their home patch. But obviously with Morton, you know what you're getting. You're going to get a real stuffy kind of... Performance, so uh, they're a tough team to break down, a tough team to beat. But no, Martin, well, I, I was really impressed. Um, made the long journey up there. They, that's back to back clean sheets for them now. They were, they're really solid defensively. I wasn't that impressed with Inverness. I don't think they really threatened too much throughout the game. I think that the keeper, uh, Brian Schwack, he, he didn't have too much to do. Um, but uh, I think it was that Morton. They got the penalty and Grant Gillespie they, they dispatched it. That's it's, it's third. Now he's third. No, he's obviously in the captain's armband there, and he's he, he's really impressive. I've actually been really impressed with him since he came in in the summer. Uh, I've seen people saying they kind of rely on penalties and stuff uh, to win games all the time. But no, I do get everybody's really, really happy with their performance. and that's, signed uh, a new
0: contract as well, isn't he? He's yeah, he's on a, a on
1: Friday. So obviously that's his future. The, the, they got a, spon- a new sponsorship deal as well. So obviously that's kind of beneficial going forward off the park as well in terms of maybe you able know, to bring a couple more in before the, the end of the deadline as well. But no, as you mentioned there as well, that's the, the clash next Saturdays up at, at Capelo so it'll be interesting to see if they can follow that up Capelo is obviously a, a tough place to go and they make it really difficult for teams uh, so we'll see what they're made of when they go up there
0: yeah a big test for you that'll be a good one to look at next weekend Regan what was your result in the championship what caught your eye uh, Queen's Park
2: okay I think, I think Queen's Park have really started to build something under uh, coil and I think they're uh, doing something good there obviously they've got uh, who's the guy they got from, from, from Camarnock the no they'll uh, play in uh, uh, Don, uh, Don Dom Thomas, sorry. Dom Dom Thomas, Thomas. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Dom Thomas. I mean they've got him as a striker as well. So I think uh, Queen's Park well, well, I think they'll surprise a few people this year.
0: Yeah, I think it's hard to argue with that. I think they're again starting really well. I think a quick mention as well to my tap for the championship was Partick thistle. They're sitting in second as well, along with Queen's Park. They beat Wraith two one. Big result. Again, just thought I think that's going to be a competitive league. I think you're again, have kind of hit the ground running as well. But we'll move into League One. Let's go through the results in there. Alloa five, Peterhead nil, Dunfermline one, Airdreonians one, Falkirk three, Queen of the South one, Edinburgh two, Clyde nil, Montrose three, Kelty Hearts nil. Lewis, give us your result of the weekend in League One.
1: I think the commanding win for Allah is the kind of standout. Um obviously that leaves Peter Head in a wee bit of trouble at the bottom of the league. I think it's them and Kelted are yet to win a game, but like yes. it's obviously still early on. It's a, a tough league. All, all these kind of leagues are really competitive. You mentioned with the championships, the exact same for leagues one and two. Uh no, that was a really impressive result for for Arla. Um and the Knights are uh Airdre as well. Mentioned to them, I think they draw? And they drew uh, it yeah. top of the table yeah. clash. Yeah, so I, I think they two will be very close this season. I, I think I think they'll they be right up there. They'll obviously be looking to... They lost out in the playoffs last <coughs> year, so I think they'll be looking to, to bounce back. They've started really well, obviously. Um, but and no, I think that'll be the result. That stands out.
0: Yeah. Regan, what about yourself? What was your result of the weekend in League One?
2: I'll go for Mentros beating uh, a a to hearts. I mean for me I think Kelty they've done well the past couple of years but they're struggling now that Thompson's left them and it's just a disappointing to see because of it. Um I think they've been a great addition to the law uh Scottish football, but yeah, they've not started well but I Montrose mean, are starting to pick up as well, so
0: I think there's something badly happening at Kelway. I don't think that's all down to the manager. I think something's something's a mess. I look at their team and you've got likes said, Jamie Burjonis missing. You've got Joe Cardle not there either. Uh, Tam Aware. There's there's players missing. Nathan Austin is even in the squad. I don't know if something's happened. I don't know what's going on. But again, I'm just I'm surprised they start they've started the way they have. But I have to give a mention as well to obviously Aloha, Connor Salmon with a double, Bradley Rodden scoring goals. There's good players in that Aloha team. I think that could be a big win for them. League two, let's get into that, and then we'll talk about the Le- League Cup. Albion two, Anon two, Bonnyrig one, Stirling nil, Dumbarton two, Elgin one, five ones in a row for Dumbarton, four for one, Stenhouse Muir two, and Stranraer two, East Five Two. Lewis, what result catches your eye in League Two?
1: I think Bonnierig one and five. Aye. That that stands out. Obviously, it's always going to be difficult coming up in League Two, and they've started really well. Um, with at, the one the one that's still in it's obviously a real stuffy league and you never know what you're going to get with a team coming up from the was it the old league they'll, they'll yeah. come up so no that really stands out obviously as you mentioned Dumbarton won 5-5 five five, they're the kind of high flyers are they going to the, you...
0: to come back for a, oh. a 7-0 dropping for Rangers B to endure the week to win your fifth game in a row in the league that's big
1: yeah. it's big for them I know are they, I know you, you think they're going to be this season's guilty hearts run away with League 2 but I, as I keep saying it's, it's early days but no the Bonnie Rig I'm impressed with them obviously I've seen them in the League Cup when they, they came to capital I wasn't sure how, how they'll fare but no they seem to start quite well Regan what yourself result of the weekend in League 2 Yeah, I
2: think it'd be Bo- uh, Bonnie Rig, Rig, Rig Rose as well I mean they've started really well as, as you guys have said there and um, I think they're in for a good season man I think they're they're showing what if you give uh, the the if you give the lower league teams a chance then they can they can definitely come up there and do very good things.
0: Yeah, I think I'll I'll give a wee mention as well with Stenhouse Muir. Obviously Will Sewell scoring as well. I think that was his first goal in the league. Massive result for them. I think they badly needed it. I think they had a disappointing start, but they'll be happy with a two one victory away to forfa. Let's move into, quickly. We'll talk about the League Cup coming up this week. We will be doing a special extra show on Friday, reviewing all the action over the week, the week and the League Cup. Lewis, do you see any giant killings taking place? A look in particular at Annan versus Aberdeen as hmm. the kind of game that's catching my eye. Could Annan spring a surprise at home to Aberdeen?
1: Um, it's. It's always difficult, to predict kind of games like that, obviously on paper, it just all depends on how many changes uh, Jim Goodwin decides to make for that kind of game. Uh always difficult, when you have to travel during the week to teams in the all leagues. They're going to be right up for it, and can I, I can't see us uh, a surprise personally, but stranger things have happened. Definitely, I'm just looking at the the other fixtures if there could be. Any other real surprises? I'm not... It's quite... Uh, it's it's a wee bit... There's a lot of kind of much of
0: a muchness in kind of Rangers going yeah. to South. I think Rangers will... I think Rangers will bring the changes in. I think they'll bring I, in Yelmaz, Matondo, maybe start. They'll get some yeah. games... They'll get some game time for their legs as well. I think Celtic will go to Ross County and win comfortably. And I don't really see many... I think Livingston... Livingston beat... If Livingston win convincingly against the United, I think that... Could, if, if a change isn't happening within Dundee United, I think a result a big result for Livingston at home to Dundee United could be the beginning of the end, shall we say. But I don't really see much else happening. I think Dundee-Folkert's the one that kind of strikes me as, like, could Falkirk maybe go to Dundee? I don't think Dundee have in the best of form. Um, I think Falkirk could be maybe fancying their chances there. But apart from that, I'm kind of... I think we'll be... I think the Go a game that sticks out as well. But I don't really see many kind of giant killings there, Regan. Do you see anything in the, the League Cup that catches your eye? No, I mean like you
2: said, there. Uh, Falkirk versus Dundee is probably the the one time you look at, and you go, well, they might be surprised with Falkirk there. But uh, apart from that, no, I expect Celtic, Rangers, Aberdeen, and uh, and Robbie Wilson all to go through, and for it to be a, a very good quarter final, like little, well, uh, showpiece. Show, show because I think uh, for Scottish football it's always good to see all the the big team get through and and see, see it being a good spectacle but like you said Dennis, it's it's a big week for Jack for Jack Ross because if see if there's see if there's any point during the season where Jack Ross need, needs to get that uh that big victory I, I, I think it's on Wednesday night because see if we can just get a, a big win that could change everything.
0: Yeah. I think I think that could be a massive game either way. I think then Day United it could be it could be one of those ones as well where it's a it's a free not a free hat, but it's like it's a one one off game. Let's try and do something. Shows that shows that you actually want to be there as opposed to just lean you kinda know, being five yards away from Celtic players and letting them walk the ball into the net, which is what it looked like on Sunday. What, to me, because I thought I just was so disappointed in the defending, but yeah. Again, it's gonna be another exciting week. We are gonna be covering it all week, all week long. We'll do an extra show on Friday. Lewis, thank you very much for coming on. It's been a pleasure.
1: Nah, no problem at all, Scott. Thanks for thanks for having me. It's been it's been a while. I'm glad to glad to be back on. Hopefully, I can do it again soon. Brilliant, welcome anytime. Man Regan, it's been a pleasure. Thank you very much for coming on. Scott,
2: thank you for having me, mate. And I'll see you again soon,
0: mate. Brilliant. Thank you very much to everyone that's tuned in to the show. Follow the channel all week for some coverage relating to we're going to do a wee tier five roundup on the channel tomorrow afternoon. We will also have live coverage of the Scottish Cup round one and we'll have plenty coming out over the week in the West, the women's game and there'll be a lot of stuff coming out in the channel over the week. So stay tuned for that. Thank you very much, everyone. We'll see you soon. Cheers.